This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. In partnership with the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle, has launched a new initiative to support Black Org's initiative to generate support for our local Black nonprofit community. With me this morning to talk about the initiative and the partnership is Michelle Merriweather, President and CEO of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well in yourself. I can't complain. That's good. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Always. Always. Uh, Michelle, this initiative and partnership has been a long time coming, uh, but it also is right on time as any of our organizations are dealing with the reality of providing services under uh, what many are terming our new normal. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. You know, the last few years we all um, experienced something, you know, unheard of and unseen, um, and we've adjusted, but our um, – our organizations are still struggling, um, struggling. Uh, you know, we, we all uh, ran into the fire. Many um, nonprofit organizations ran into the fire, supported our communities um, while we were going through COVID. Um, but we did it understaffed, under-resourced, uh, and now this is an opportunity for folks to get involved and get in, engaged. People have always volunteered, but this is a way where they can find um, organizations to connect with that they may not have considered, heard of, known about, um, but given a pathway to connect uh, folks to organizations doing great work. Right. And, uh, Michelle, if we can talk a little bit about the state of affairs as it relates to many of our uh, black nonprofits, particularly our small black nonprofits. And I know that you um, work with many uh, nonprofits in the area, talk to them about a number of different things. Um, I don't, want to put you out there like you are the the guru as it relates to uh, small uh, our black nonprofits but certainly you do have your pulse on that community uh, with that being said you know because many of them don't have the infrastructure and resources in place where they can uh, hire staff to do some of the things that many of us might take for granted like um, have a staff that is trained in communications and PR dialing for dollars and and some of the smaller ones could use help with everyday tasks, just like, you know, answering the phones or co- coordinating mailings. Uh, can you kind of talk about the need for many nonprofits uh, to have volunteers that really can help them out in a number of different ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you you covered a lot of it, you know, Chris. Um, our small nonprofits, many of them started just out of pure passion. You know, folks are passionate about the work, serving the community, helping our young people, um, farming, and the list goes on. They do it out of pure passion, desire, and certainly need. Um, but what 
um, many of them are doing are, you know, doing it off of, you know, sweat equity. You know, it's one, two people, we'll call it a mom and pop shop, if you will, um, that are doing these great tasks and great benefits to community um, with uh, very small, uh, um, you know, two hands, you know, and a lot of passion. I think uh, what um, what is important here, what the need is, is like you said, you know, anything from administrative tasks to relieve some of the um, pressures, financial pressures at that, because everything, um, it's like a nonprofit is, is like a small business, you know, people are working hard out of a passion, um, but but has an altruistic kind of model, right? They're doing uh, the work not to sell a product or a service, but to meet a need for the community, mentoring kids, um, teaching folks how to farm, um, doing things to create a better place and environment. Um, so anything, anytime volunteers are asked or requested to come in, it's um, to alleviate some of the pressures off of the organization so the critical work can get done. Um, it is uh, that they, so then they don't have to pay for um, that help, so to speak, and they can stretch and, and broaden their reach in um, the goal that they're trying to meet, um, be it mentoring, be it um, picking up trash, be it, you know, and the list goes on. There's mm-hmm. a, um, um, a laundry list of uh, things that organizations, um, especially small organizations, need to accomplish the goal. Um, and volunteers help make that possible and make that happen. Uh, you know, we always say you can give your time, talent, and treasure uh, to support the work of community, and this is uh, asking folks to give their time. Right. And speaking of the Treasure Act, uh, Michelle, as well, because uh, people can, we are also encouraging people to, to donate to some of these organizations if they can. Um, and we're talking about the financial resource, some of these small black boxes, uh, because, you know, many of them are, uh, let me say, not say many, let me say some of them are more than enough, more than one, <laughs> operate on what uh, I've heard termed as a pocketbook budget, meaning that whatever's in my pocketbook right now is the budget. As many people are working these organizations, they invest a lot of their own resources and financial resources into these organizations. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, one way to make things work. Well, oftentimes the only way to make things work is through um, the the gifts of others. We, um, uh, you know, need the resources to pay the team to, you know, uh, to buy the supplies, to keep the lights on, et cetera. Um, so, you know, your treasure is, is wildly important to, uh, to serving and meeting the mission of the organizations. Um, oftentimes, especially now, we uh, or organizations get grants uh, from the government, from the city, uh, from corporations um, to do the work, um, hire staff, et cetera. But, Oftentimes, it's not enough to complete the task and to make things uh, operate as well as they could or should. And donations from others and support from others, as small or as big as they could be, help close that gap, right? Um, You know, not to get into uh, the technicalities, but oftentimes in those grants, it offers like um, a 10% administrative overhead, for example, to uh, you know, keep the lights on, pay pay some bills, 
and most of the um, the funding goes to the work. So organizations have to fundraise to close the gap to to market their services to be able to participate on you know keep a website on so folks can find them. So resources like this help close that gap um, for organizations that can't necessarily um, afford to do all of that as they're growing and serving community. So um, all of it is important. Right. Now, uh, Michelle, the, the cornerstone of the Support Black Work Initiative really is our online vote. Uh, volunteer mobilization platform, which is uh, supportblackorgs.com, where organizations can post their uh, volunteer opportunities, events, and programming, and people can go onto the site and see what volunteer opportunities are available um, and volunteer, or they can make donations. You know, you know how important uh, is that to our local nonprofit community to kind of have a tool and a resource like that, but also how exciting it is that, especially, you know, from your perspective as a, as a nonprofit, that there's a resource out there that really is not costing you anything to be a part of that can um, help, like you said, fill in some of those gaps that you so desperately need? Uh, it's, it's critically important to uh, completing the task and, and helping us uh, work towards our mission. Um, uh, you know, we don't know everybody. and we're not, We can't connect to everybody. And, and, you know, the Urban League is fortunate to have been here for 90 years and uh, in this uh, over 90 years in this community. And so, Folks do know who we are, um, but I think about um, at, but we still have challenges connecting to people and to, you know offering people the uh, resources that we have um, uh, to volunteer to serve you know offering their time, talent, and treasure to the critical work of this organization. So I, you know if it's hard for us, I can only imagine what it's like for organizations that haven't been that are just starting up, that are smaller uh, in scale. Um, to connect to folks to get um, folks to serve with them and to connect with them on their mission. So this is kind of a one-stop shop and uh, a place where um, people are already supporting and already know about the media and they can go to them, um, uh, go here to connect with uh, organizations that they may not have heard of. They might be new to town and looking for ways to plug in and get involved. Um, they may have... Uh, you know, some goals to meet for their, uh, for, for school to volunteer, and the list goes on. Uh, this is just a great way to, to be a one-stop shop to plug into organizations that are doing critical work in community uh, without having to, you know, um, find it on your own or, you know, that takes time. And this is, this makes, this simplifies the process, elevates organizations that are often overlooked or unseen or don't have the resources to, um, to market to folks um, and have the connections to market to folks to get uh, folks to serve with them and support them in their mission. So um, it's valuable. It's really valuable. And I think um, a really special opportunity for folks to plug in, but also a special opportunity for nonprofits uh, to market uh, uh, to volunteers and for folks to uh, plug in with the work that they're doing. Right. Now, Michelle, this this uh, initiative is not something new when it comes to uh, initiatives undertaken by the Seattle Medium in partnership with the Urban League of uh, Metropolitan mm-hmm. Seattle. It's really an extension of some of the work that we've already been doing um, during COVID and during our new normal. People remember we had our 25 Alive campaign that was uh, supporting our local uh, African-American business community. 
Um, and this is just another step in those things that we're um, doing. Now, I want to be clear to people, this is not something that we have received some sort of grant to do, and we've got to do this to, to fulfill the terms of a, of a grant or some type of money we receive. We actually uh, are partnering with the Urban League, and we're putting our own resources into this to support our community. You know, a lot of people yeah. might sit back and say, okay, well, what is the Urban League and the Seattle Medium, what are they getting out of this? Why are they doing this? Um, and, you know, just like with the, the 25 Alive campaign, you know, uh, we huddled up with you and your uh, leadership group at the, at the Urban League, and there was a, a, a desperate need in our community to help save our small business community or at least yeah. um, help give them the re- some resources that they need and, and uh, cash flow infrastructure. And this is type of, the same type of situation where we saw there's an uh, issue as it relates to nonprofits, and in this case, specifically small black nonprofits. And we're like, okay, what can we do to support and how can we help galvanize our community? Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yes, um, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, I think um, what uh, we did with 25 Alive was based out of a need. This is the same. Um, our, our black-led organizations, be it nonprofit or for-profit often operate uh, with small margins, right? Um, and uh, especially during, you know, throughout COVID, before COVID, and, and especially now in our new normal, um, uh, are under-resourced. And so you and I, uh, you know, have, have created a great relationship over the years and certainly um, you know, have spent some time trying to figure out how to best serve community. This is definitely for the medium and for the urban league, um, not about money. This is about supporting community and elevating the needs of our community uh, because I also say we all we got, right? There's certainly allies and folks out there that want to support, um, but nobody supports you and loves you and, and elevates you unless you up like like our own. Right, so I think um, this is this this is another way of us uh, trying to see, um, fill that need, <laughs> and you know hopefully others others will join. Um, you know, folks out. You know, the Urban League. Um, we not that long ago we were um, a small organization, very small organization. Um, barely making ends meet. I, I got here seven years ago. We had to literally, um, when we received a check for service that we did, had to run to the bank to make sure that we kept the lights on, right? Um, so we were we were operating with small margins then. We are much more comfortable now. Um, growth is a, a wonderful thing, um, but the needs of the community are great. And so... Um, if I can find a way to make things easier for our small businesses and our small nonprofits, our medium nonprofits, and even our large nonprofits, um, I'm going to do it because, it's, one, it's the right thing to do. Two, I know what it was like um, to uh, operate within uh, small margins. Um, and three, uh, you know, we have to tell our stories and get out there so folks can support us um, and keep our small organizations, our organizations, period, small, medium, or large, keep them alive and thriving and connecting to the community. We need our organizations, both uh, uh, for-profit and non-profit, for this community to, to survive and thrive. Um, right. Small businesses uh, and, and non-profits employ our communities, 
help support our kids. Um, so the work is um, is critically important. And if we're not doing the things to make sure that they're thriving, they'll go away. And um, and that just breaks our community up even further. Right. And, and Michelle, before I let you go, you know, the Seattle meeting, as part of this initiative, Seattle meeting will be producing uh, news content about the partner organizations, the work they're doing, the impact they're having on the community to further expose and highlight the work that these organizations do to help bring some, create some awareness about these organizations as well. Um, you know, I guess two things, you know, you talked about the, where the Urban League was and where they are now, and I'm sure that was with the support of the community. And I can say the same thing about the Seattle Media newspaper. When yeah. COVID first hit, the community stepped up in a major way to make sure that we were yeah. still able to provide news resources and information um, to our community. You know, and with that being said, as it relates to our small uh, nonprofits, you know, how important is for our community to support these organizations and institutions in any way that they can? And also, you know, what is your biggest um, piece of advice or call to action this morning to people who are listening to this conversation um, as it relates to supporting our local uh, organizations um, and either A, are motivated to do something kind of halfway want to know what to do, but really don't have the direction to know exactly what they want to do or what they can step in and fill a need for. Um, just those two questions, just how important is the community support and your biggest call to, uh, and piece of advice or call to action people who are listening to us this morning to help uh, really um, create a, a wider safety net in our community? Absolutely. Start from where you're comfortable, right? Um, we need your, your time, talent, and treasure, as I said, for these organizations to survive and thrive. Um, everybody is busy and everybody is, um, you know, we're just getting out of COVID. Folks are, um, you know, um, trying to make sure that their own families are supported. But this is about community. Um, give what you can, serve when you can, uh, $1, one hour, one day, whatever the case may be, your, your time, your talent, and your treasure are needed. Um, as big and as small um, as uh, uh, you are comfortable giving, um, it is needed and necessary. Your gifts um, are needed uh, to support and elevate and uplift this community as a whole. Um, no, no gift is too small. No amount of time is too small. Um, no amount of time is too big. Uh, our most precious commodity, uh, commodity is time, right? So when you're giving your time, uh, to an organization or to the community, um, it is not taken for granted. Uh, it it saves that organization um, uh, money. Uh, it allows the organization to expand their outreach and reach uh, to community and the folks that we're serving. Um, and it all together, all of it adds up uh, to making this community and this place um, a better place for our future generations. So start from wherever you are um, and whatever makes you comfortable. And now I have to say that uh, what one thing, COVID taught us many things, but one thing it has certainly taught us is that you don't necessarily have to be in a place physically to serve. Certainly many times um, we still need you to show up, you know, help pick up the trash or help um, uh, we deliver meals and gave out or giving out vaccines and helping folks connect to jobs. Many times we do need you to show up, but you can mentor a child um, uh, virtually now if necessary. 
um, and other things that uh, don't require you to be in a physical place if that um, makes you uncomfortable or you're not able to do it because of schedules, et cetera. There are things that you can do uh, from right where you are. Uh, so you can start from where you're comfortable, but um, just start. Right. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I want to thank you uh, for uh, this partnership with the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle uh, and really um, with the Urban League just really creating uh, a sense of building up our community uh, in, in more ways than many people realize. I mean, you guys are involved in a number of different things. You guys support a lot of uh, nonprofit and other organizations in our community. I just want to thank you um, for that as well, and like I said, and being part of this initiative really support our nonprofit community. We're here for um, all of community. This is just not about the Urban League. This is about making sure our community is taken care of as a collective. Um, we, we elevate and uplift each other every day. So thank you. All right. Again, if people want to get involved, they can go online to supportblackorgs.com. That's supportblackorgs.com. Black. Uh, you want more information or there's an organization that wants to be part of this initiative, uh, they can send an email to info at seattlemedium.com.